I've been using an illustration here with this, uh, how I went to the ocean, how one time that riptide or that current or those waves can easily pull you out. There was a famous football player that died, uh, Ryan Malik, that uh, he was an athlete and a great superstar, and even him with those strong muscles died this week because he got pulled out by a riptide. And how easy it is to get pulled out and pulled away from God. And we're going to see here today, isn't it so easy to get away from God? And how powerful the world is and how many things that try to get us away from God here. And I see today that so many people don't realize the things that are pulling them out here. And I have a little 30-second little video clip about a man in Australia, and uh, he decided to take one of those little buoy things, those little floatable things that, you know, that we all enjoy at the ocean, and he thought he would have some fun, not realizing the power of the current. Somebody had warned him, hey, there is a windmill farm there, and if you keep drifting to that, you're going to get chopped up. And so we're going to see here that we had to have, in this little video clip, again, it's only 30 seconds, that he had to have some people come and rescue him and give him a warning here, do not do that again. And you know what? How many times that we need those warnings, reminder, 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 because I don't know about you, we're like little children sometimes. We just let the things of the world pull us out, and we let the philosophies of the world pull us out and then we have to realize once we're sad and we're not happy no more and we don't have the joy of the Lord here we wonder what's what, what's what, what's happened well we've let something drift us away from Christ that's why John is writing this letter so this little 30 second little video clip I found about how a man did not listen to people and he about got himself in trouble and John was writing this letter he was trying to help people here to stay close to Christ so Look at this real quick and Hey old fella! What are you doing out here? Home of Coast Guard, Rick Harrelby. Yes sir, just confirm we have the casualty safely on board in a small uh, 10 pound dinghy, no safety equipment. He's on board now, sir. Now, real quick here, help me now, folks. What, what did that guy do wrong? Help me now, I want some participation here. What did that guy do wrong? He didn't listen. He took a little floaty advice, okay, a little floaty thing that we use in calm pool waters. And he didn't realize that, that he, it took him a mile out there. And he didn't realize he was probably enjoying the beach. Nick, he was probably like, hey, this is a good time. And all of a sudden, he sees these windmills out there. And he's like, the lifeguard realizes, hey, 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 Coast Guard, go get him, go get him. Because if he goes further, he's going to get chopped in two, he's going to die, and he's going to be in big trouble. So he sends somebody there to bring him back to shore, right? And then he gives him a stern warning. Don't do that again. And you know what? How many times that God sends people by to us and says, hey, you're away from God. 
or, or you're, you're thinking differently, amen? Now, how many agree that the people change your thinking? You know, I'm amazed at how the, how the, the world, and we're going to see here that there's many antichrists here, how many people's thinking have changed over the years? Am I the only one thinking this right now, but have we changed within the last even 10 years people's thinking have changed that are, I'm talking about Christians. Amen. They've changed and they are suddenly drifting away from Christ. And what happens if that man would have gotten that in that, that little windmill here, he would have been in big trouble here. And I really believe that our, our country here was founded on Judeo-Christianity. But we have slowly drifted where they want to even remove in God we trust off of our money. They want to slow, and we don't realize everywhere you go in D.C. here, how many have ever been to D.C. here? There's rock monuments. There's rock monuments here. Bible verses and Bible things all over this, and we can't seem to realize, we, people can't seem to get this across to the head. This was a Judeo-Christian-founded country, and it has drifted far. Churches drift all the time far, amen, and they do it a little bit just like that guy. Well, how do they do it here? How do we lose our sweet fellowship? When we lose our sweet fellowship with God, it comes and it affects us as, a, as well, too. And I want you to notice here in verse 15, I want you to notice what the Bible tells, what John was given a warning here. And John knew the power of what's called the world. Now, let's look at verse 15. It says, love not the what, folks? World. Now, let's pause right here. Neither the things that are in the world here. Now, when he's talking about the world here, I don't know about you. I love to go up on Cheap Mountain. I love to look at creation. I love to look at the beautiful mountains around here, the, the world that God made here. I love to go to Blackwater Falls. I love to look at Seneca Rocks here. That's, what's the old saying? This is my father's world that owed him, amen. But he's not talking when he uses the world, world here about the creation that God made. Now, how many love the world, the creation God made, amen? I love it here. I love, I, I, I'm sorry here, but I love a beautiful rainbow. <laughs> but it's been corrupted. Amen? That's just a side note. Okay. But my point is, okay, I love a rock. Amen? That God made. Seneca rocks. How many of you have ever been to Seneca rocks? Man, I love to just stand there and say, man, this is awesome creator. I love Blackwater Falls. I love everything about it here. But... That's not what he's talking about when he, he says, love not the world here, okay? Those are the things that the creator God made in the world, amen? Romans 1 talks about if you look at creation, you know there's a creator here. He made this world, Genesis 1, right? So he's not talking about that, don't enjoy yourself. He's not even saying, Brother Ronnie, don't get away on a camping trip, is he? There's nothing wrong with getting away and getting... In the outdoors, amen, enjoying. How many of you love getting, you better do it quick, amen, Nick, right? Before, before long, what will be happening? Instead of hot weather, what will be happening? Snow, amen. And uh, you guys got to go to what, Bolt Town, right? Isn't it, wasn't it beautiful to, to go out there and look? And, and, and is there anything wrong with getting out? Jesus went in the desert, right, to escape by himself, to have a little bit of sanity and peace and quiet. So is he talking about that kind of world-loving things that we do in the world here like that? Is, is there anything wrong with that here, okay? 
He's talking about the way the world acts, the philosophy of the world here, okay? Now, I shouldn't fall in love with the world now. Let me ask you a question. The Bible says that Satan is like a roaring lion here. And he sits back and he waits and he studies his victim. And he waits for an opportunity. He says, this is a weak opportunity to pounce on the weak person and attack it here. That's the way lions do here. They just sit back and they say, oh, here's a weak spot. Perfect time to attack here. Now, going back to Genesis, the first book of the Bible, did he wait for a weak spot in the link when he went to attack Adam and Eve? He went, God told him, don't do something, right? Don't touch what tree? Help me now. Don't, don't touch it. Don't, just don't do that. But then he started dangling things in front of their eyes, and suddenly they drifted away from God. And we all suffered the consequences, amen, of the fall. Now, let me ask you a question. If you think that was just in the Old Testament, Genesis 1, that he only dangled a little carrot in front of your eyes, you got a woolly over your eyes, <laughs> amen? It still happens to every single person in this room today. Can I get an amen? And so John was given a warning here. He was saying, hey, I don't want you to love the world here, the things of the world. He's not saying to get away and have a vacation, enjoy fun and things like this here. He's talking about the philosophy of the world, how the world acts. They don't need God here, neither the things of the world here. He's not telling us that we can't have things that we can enjoy here. I, I don't know about you. I, I have a kayak here. How many have a kayak? Okay. okay. Somebody from the world invented the kayak. There's nothing wrong with the kayak, right? That's the thing of the world here, right? Okay, but, but there's nothing wrong with the kayak. I like to go out and kayak and have a good time here and just have, have fun here. But my point is, okay, what is he talking about when he says, love not the world and the things of the world here? The world acts differently than Bible-believing Christians that are close to God. How many agree here? I don't know about you, my thinking is different than a lot of people's thinking that that, that okay? And, and my philosophies and my character, how many believe in old-fashioned values? They're not being taught today. Ask some of you teachers today, amen? Okay, it's, it's, it's just hard, isn't it? Amen? Struggling here. Once was, yes, ma'am, please, sir, okay? Once the worst thing in the world was putting bubble gum like we all did underneath the seat here, but that's not the case in Merle, right? Things have changed quite a bit. And you know why? Because the world has changed and the philosophy of the world. Once we called something bad, people are calling that what now? Good. And that tells me that the world has changed, okay? The world's changed a lot here. My kids don't believe that in college I had to actually put some quarters in to a payphone to call my mom and dad. <laughs> they don't believe me that I just didn't pick up this thing and call the, oh, I can call somebody right over, I can call one of my kids in, in Pakistan right now and just, just like that. My kids don't believe me here, amen. They, they don't even believe me that when they watch Little House on the Prairie, Mrs. Uh, Ingles, or not Mrs. Ingalls, uh, uh, what's, uh, what's uh, Olsen, 
when she was doing the telegraph thing here, when she'd go, we used to have one of those rotary phones. How many of y'all had one of those things that we had to go, whoop, wait for a second, whoop. Well, now, you know what we can do now? Siri, call Brother Mark Allen one day. He said, Siri, call Shana. I'm like, and at the time, I was like, who, who's Siri? You know, I was, I was kind of ignorant of like, who, who's Siri? Is this your cousin or something here? You know? And so I said, Mark, I don't mean to, maybe I'm in the dinosaur age, but who is Siri? He said, oh, this is this new link on my phone here, and I can do it, and, and, and he can call anything. And I'm thinking, wow, we've came a long way. For the good and the bad, when Brother Mark Scott talked a few weeks ago about artificial intelligence, amen. And that my point is okay, when John was saying, love not the world, neither the things of the world, if any man love the world, notice what is not in him. The love of the what, folks? Or the love of the Father is not him. Now, do you know what the first commandment above all command is? To love God with all your what? And your all your what? Soul. And all your being, all your mind here. Then, if you love God first, what's the second commandment? Love your neighbors yourself here. Now, do you realize if you love God first here, you'll love your neighbor second? It's natural. But do you realize where Satan attacks? He'll get your relationship away from God. I was counseling a marriage, and uh, I said, you know what's wrong? Your relationship's getting away from God, and you're getting away from each other. And you know what happens all the time here? You see people get out of church, and they'll, I, I call hit and miss here. They'll hit, they'll miss here, and then you'll start saying, well, what, what's wrong here? Why are you having problems here? What's wrong here in your family here? It's because Satan has attacked your relationship with God, and you started to drift, and then it affects your relationship with each other. So the love of the Father is in him. Now, do you realize, folks, here, that's the commandment that everyone wants to have. He wants you to love God here. But notice how Satan attacks quickly. Notice in verse 16. For all that is in the world, this is how Satan operates, your enemy operates. The lust, first of all, of the what? Of the flesh here. Now, you know what lust is? Lust is a pulling away here. I went to camp this week, and uh, we went with the kids, and uh, we have very good food at camp. And I said, Brenda, I said, I'm not going to eat no bakes this week. <laughs> And, I, man, they make, other than Brenda's, they make the best no bakes. <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to eat no bake. And I saw a no bake there. And I'm like, ah, ah, just give me two. And then the next day, here's what they do at camp. Anybody want what? Seconds. So I go up there. I didn't have enough fortitude in me. Oh. But if I keep doing that, that, that's not good for my health here. Amen? But let me ask you a question. When it says lust of the flesh here, does every single person here have flesh and spirit? Okay. Do you have something that Satan knows where he can pull you away? Amen? Now, my wife knows me like a book. Okay? I've been here 24 years. Most of you all know me. Okay? I know you here, okay? We all know certain things here. We, we were having fun in Sunday school, and I said, we're talking about a hot-button topic here. Nobody get angry here, amen? But, 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 but I know who, who could get angry and who could not get angry here because I've, I've been around here for a while, and you know what? You know me too, amen? You know some things that 
uh, that our lust strongly wants here. Now, let me ask you a question here. Do you think Satan is the God of this world? Yeah. And do you think he wants you to have that sweet fellowship with God? So he's going to put something that you really, 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 really like and really, really want. And he's going to say, do this or do do not. Okay? Again, not things that we can enjoy to get closer to God here. He's not talking about take, getting away and doing things and some fun things with our family. Please don't misunderstand me here. These are things that control us here. A lust is something that controls you here. Now, can Satan use something fleshly to pull you away from God? Happens all the time here. People say, well, I don't have time for church because I want to do this. And then pretty soon... I don't have for time for church, and then it comes into the relationship, and then they come to me and they say, we got problems in our home. Well, wonder why? Because you didn't have time for God, didn't have time for church, and Satan uses the lust of the flesh to pull things over. But notice what else he uses. The lust of the what? The eyes here. Now, let me ask you a question here. Can your, the Bible talks about your eyes are the window for your soul. Do you realize here... There are some pretty powerful things that our eyes can see that we can want. Amen? Several years ago, we, were, um, we lived in a trailer here, and we were just exploring options. And so we were, we were thinking about maybe a double wide and different things. So we went down to, I think it was Roy's RVs, and my kids were really, really little here. And I don't know about you, how many of you ever went to the, the Roy's RVs? And you walked into some of those things. How many of you guys ever walked? You're like, man, this is, a, this is a mansion here. Some of these RVs are. How many of you ever been, walked through some of these RVs and you're like, man, this, this is a house here. But my, I had some kids from Pakistan here. And we had a little pop-up. And your grandma remembers it. She helped us find it. And uh, they, they, these kids from Pakistan, they used to call my little pop-up a mansion on wheels. <laughs> And I'm saying, this is a 1995 pop-up here, okay? Okay, it's it just nothing like something here. But in their country, they, they were poor, and they didn't have that. And, and, and they looked at those things here. And you ever notice here that we're not never satisfied? We want bigger and better in America. I, I'm just telling you the truth here. If you get mad at me, we always want bigger and better here because we're, our, our eyes are not satisfied here. Okay, I drove Jim's truck this week here, and I said, I like this truck, Jim, <laughs> okay? I, like, I couldn't convince him to give it to me, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I told him, I said, this is, this is a pretty cool truck. But my wife had to land my bird by plane. She had to say, you're not able to do that, amen, okay? But my point is, okay, when, when I look at things here, how many agree with me? Our eyes, our eyes, our, our children, they were little, and they went into those those double wides here, and they're, they're nice double wides. And so they went in there, and they were like, they were already claiming their rooms before we even, we were just, I said, kids, we're, we're just looking, we're just looking here. But they were already like, oh, this is my room, this is my room. And I'm like, you see how when you got something really, really nice, and it's funny here how we can afford a big screen TV, but we can't afford, please, to give something to the Lord. And I'm not preaching on money, please. I'm just telling you, I'm, we're talking about values and priorities, amen. Isn't it funny that, that uh, 550 bucks looks like a lot for an offering, but it's nothing for a Mountaineer ticket? 
I'm just telling you. And, and 100 bucks for a Steelers ticket. And probably going higher. And, but you know what? Isn't it funny? That's the lust of the eyes, how Satan attacks us here. And then he also says, and the what? And the pride of what? Pride of life here. Now, do you ever notice here how we, Satan can attack that? Remember how he attacked Eve? He said, if you want it and you can see it here, then you can become like a what? You can become like a God. You can know, decide for yourself here. Now, do you realize, folks, here, we have so many people that are smart, they don't even have to read a dictionary what intelligence actually means, amen? How many agree that, that so, and I've got two degrees here, but there are so many people that have so much brains here. Phil, what's the science guy that debated on the ark, uh, the, the, the Bill, the nice guy, or what's he called again? Yeah, it's funny. This guy, everybody gets on TV. This guy's the smartest guy in the world. He's the dumbest guy in the world, amen? Amen, okay? I hate to say it here, but everybody looks at him and they say, oh, Man, that guy's smart. He, he believes in atheism and evolution and things that are not. There's not even a God here. And people look up to him and they say, man, he's so smart here. But that's called the pride of life. He wants to be his own God here. And you know what? When people start following atheism and they start following evolution, they start following proud people that says, we don't need God no more. You've got a society that's going to go downhill. If there's no creator, there's no God, I can go out and shoot somebody, right? I can think I can do whatever and get away with it, amen? If there's no creator, no God here, I can do whatever. If I am the pride of life, if I am like a God here, and Satan is taking people here, and he's taking people, and they're getting that philosophy in their mind, and they don't realize they're drifting, they're drifting, they're drifting here. Now look what he says right here. There's something about this old world, verse 17, quickly. And the world, what's going to happen to this world? It's passes away. And the lust thereof, everything we desire, it's going to go away. But he that doeth the will of God abides how long? Now, do you realize, folks, here, there is a thing called eternity. Can they get amen? And you know what? People die of all ages here. And people that gave their whole life for things here, thinking, man, I, I can take it with me here. I can take it with me here. I got news for you. You can't take it with you. Amen. You don't see Bill Gates trying to get into heaven here with a, a suitcase here of all his millions of dollars and saying, God, here, I'm bringing it with me here. He's not getting there, but my boy, I'm going to agree here. There's not these people lined up here with their big fancy things here, dragging it into heaven and saying, here, I'm taking it with me. No, God says here, let's get down to reality. You're going to lose it here. Now, let me ask you a question. What's your values here? Have your values changed? I know people's Christians' values have changed, their priorities, their, 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 um, their, the things that they think that are important here and things they put their time, their money, and their energy into. And I'm thinking, wait a second here. You know, we're not raising NBA stars and rock, you know, or football stars here and all these things. Nothing against it. I played them all. I played all sports, okay, here. But how many agree here that we think only a certain percentage of people here that they're going to go to the NFL or NBA here and we put all their time, money, energy here, and some of them don't even go to college. And they end up in the principal's office every day. 
Because they ain't got no values enough to be respectful for their teacher. Amen? Now, my point is, where's our values today? Where's our sense of priorities here? You see how we can drift by following the world? Well, what's the second way quickly here? Notice in this next verse. He calls them little children here because they were spiritually immature. And he's told them here, it is the last time or the last days. Now, the last days is, we are in the last days here. But when Jesus ascended to heaven, that started the last days. Now, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. We are in the last days of the last days. Now, the Bible says that the, the, the return of Jesus Christ will be like a pregnant lady here. Birth pangs will happen, okay? You know, you ladies, you're dilated one. Then when you get up to six or seven or eight, that's the only time at Miss Hannah there I ever got mad at my wife here. Uh, she was like a nine, and, and I, she said, it's time. And I almost delivered her in Beverly here. And I told her, I said, I do not want to make the news here, but uh, I could tell she woke me up. I was sleeping, and uh, she woke me up, and she was like, it's time to go. I said, it was time to go to the hospital eight hours ago here, amen, in my opinion here. Now, now you, know, you know how my wife could tell? Because she's had four children, those birth pangs started getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, you realize, folks, things are, things are getting stronger and stronger and stronger in the last days here. But notice one of the things that's getting stronger. He says, as you have heard. So he told him that the Antichrist shall come. Anti means against Christ or the anointed one here, okay? So there will come a day, someday, where a man will be empowered by Satan, right? And everybody will follow him and thinking, man, he's the best deal in the world, or he'll make people follow him either way. Well, that could be either way. But my point is, okay, uh, everybody, he'll, he'll have so much power, he'll say, Can't, you know, take your mark of the beast here, and everybody, everybody unsaved will follow him, right? Everybody unsaved. They'll think, man, he's the greatest, he's the greatest, he's the greatest here. But there's funny... There, that's going to come in the future or soon. I don't know when it'll happen here. I'm not going to tell you who it is because they've, how many agree with me? Uh, people have named off thousands of antichrists, amen? But my point is, okay, there will be one antichrist. How many agree with me? There will be one, okay? And he will draw people against Christ, just like the world. He'll take you out to sea. You don't notice it. People don't notice it here. And notice what he says right here. Even now are there many anti-Christ, singular, plural. Plural. Whereby you know, this is how you know, that it is the last time or days here. So back in John's day, Bronny, there were, there were many antichrists. Okay? And when you read, read where they came from, notice what he says here in verse 19, and we're going to get back to these many antichrists. They, look at verse 19. They went out from amongst. They had originally had been a part of Christian teaching, but they had drifted away from Christ. But they were not of us, for had they been of us, they would have no doubt continued with us. They went out that they might be manifest that they were not all of us. So these antichrists, plural, right? Where did they come from? Where do false cults come from today that are against Christ? Some of them come from the church. And they leave the church. They leave the teachings of Christ. That's how cults get started. Okay? They said, we want to be Christ. We want people to follow us here. So let me ask you a question. 
Are there many philosophies out there that are against Christianity? Or do, we need, do we have our head in the sand? We got our head in the sand here, and we don't realize here that the attack that we are, our children are under, the attack that our family values that we grew up underneath, amen, the attack of the forefathers, the, the Judeo-Christianity here, we don't realize there's a force out there empowered by Satan here that wants to take down every country, every church, every family here, and we have got our head in the sand. We do not realize here we have an enemy, and we have a lot of enemies. Amen? The computer can be good or bad, right? But I was watching a segment last night on the mental health that it's the toll it's taking on our teenagers. And let me address this here. Teenagers, if you're spending 8, 9, 10 hours a day here on your phone here, let me take it on that screen and throw it in the ocean here as far as the east as the west and get rid of here because you are addicted to that phone here that has become your God and people have things like this. Now, how many agree here? It's taking our toll mentally mentally on our young people and there's time that people need to say they're drawing us away where people today here's how people have the old-fashioned supper around the table we're all gathered around the table and we're guilty sometimes of doing this too please i'm just really how you doing today doing great so what happened today well uh susie just said to, oh susie, there's susie in here i'm sorry about that <laughs> okay okay yeah, Susie, I, I, she just said this on so, social media here. And, uh, oh, Bobby just said this here. And they're looking at this, and they're looking at this here, and they're filtering all these things here. And let me ask you a question here. Are there some bad things on social media out there? Yeah, they're attacking. You go all the way from Twitter. You go from everywhere here. And there's many antichrists, and they're attacking a generation right now. They're not dumb. How many realize they're not dumb? They're attacking a generation. Some of you old-timers, we talked about this Sunday school. We're set, right? How many agree with me? We're set in what we believe. But they are attacking a generation, and we better be careful here that we will lose a generation. We will drift not only from the church here. You ever notice sometimes young people, sometimes you go to some churches, there's not a young person ever. How do we get there? How, how do people get there? Family values change. Church is not important no more here. This is more important here. This is more important here. And then all of a sudden here, people are drifting here. Now, there's many antichrists so quickly here. Look what he says right here. How do you stay strong? How do you not get pulled out? I'm just going to read these verses. But you have an unction. That means you have an anointing. You all have the Holy Spirit. You know all these things. You know that there's a power that I tell you about. I've not written unto you because you don't know the truth here. They were familiar with the Bible. But because you know it and, the, and there's no lying in the truth here. Who is a liar? Now notice here, he identifies who is the liar. He that denieth, notice the word denieth, that Jesus is Christ. Denieth. He's an antichrist. He that, that denieth the Father, second time it's used, and the Son. Whosoever, next verse, does what? Denieth the Son, the same also hath not the Father, but he acknowledges the Son hath. Now, these deniers, who's the liars? The deniers here. Amen. Now, let me ask you a question. Are there a lot of deniers today? There's a lot of deniers today. You know who they want to target? They want to target our families. 
I'm going to target our churches here. Amen. They want to target and they want to take people out to sea. And we've got to have an anchor. Amen. We've got to have an anchor. We've got to have the Holy Spirit's got to get to the mind. That's why we have an unction here. The Holy Spirit's got to show people what is right, what is wrong here. And what do we have to do quickly? Let that therefore, now there's a word, circle it, abide. That means remain. Remember what Jesus said about the grapevine? Being close to the grapevine, abiding in it, staying close into you, which you have heard from the beginning, that which you've heard from the beginning shall remain in you. You shall also continue in the Son and the Father, and this is the promise that he hath promised even eternal life. Now, notice what he says here in verse 26. These things have I written to you. Why am I writing these things to you? That concerning them that seduce you or try to deceive you, how do you not get sidetracked? But the anointing which you have received. Notice that magic word, abideth whereat. It remains in you, and you not not that any man teach you as the same anointing teaches you all things in the truth and lieth, even as he taught you. You shall do what? Abiding in him. What's that? Notice the next verse. And now, little children, abide in him. Abide in him. What does that mean to abide in him? It means to do this. Nick and Brittany, you're close, but snuggle up real close. You're not close enough here. Don't make it hurt so bad. Real close. I think you can get any closer. Get real So let me ask the question here. What's sweeter when you're close to God or you're away from God? That abiding is so sweet, isn't it? That abiding is so sweet. When you're with Jesus Christ and he's teaching you what's right and what's wrong here, Brother Jim and I and a couple others had a prayer meeting this couple a week ago or something, and I was just like, hey, whatever people want to do, they want to do. Amen. But you know what? They're not going to steal my joy. Amen? You know, they're, 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 whatever the Antichrist does and whatever the world does, they're not going to steal my You know why? Because I'm going to stay very close to God. And you know, I can't control you and you can't control me. I've seen preachers drift out to sea and they're casualties. You know why? I trace it. Ask you how much of your Bible you're reading, how much you're getting in church, how much is the Holy Spirit teaching you something new instead of CNN and Fox and all the other people. Let your Bible teach you, amen? Because I hate to say it, the media is a liar. The media is a liar. The Bible stood the test, amen? So let me ask you a question here. How's your joy as I'm done? Are you abiding or have you drifted like that man in the kayak? He's just out there having fun, man. Little, 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 ah. And people, the lifeguard's like, you're going to get in trouble. You can't see that windmill here. And I see this all the time. People just drifting, 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 drifting. And you're going to get in trouble. And they ended up, and they mess up their lives. And they come back, and they say, Preacher, can you help us here? Yeah, 
Open up the Bible 101. Let's start with that. Amen. 